So I just started reading um, Drew Langsner's Country Woodcraft again. Somebody had sent me a copy, but this isn't my first time reading it. Um, I came across this book in college at the college library, and it, it was tremendously important for me because it excited me about the idea of this sort of woodworking that I wanted to do. I was never drawn towards bench woodworking, furniture making, that sort of thing, but I liked the idea of making things out of wood, and I didn't know how to start. And interestingly enough, I never actually uh, made anything from the book in college. The only thing I made out of wood in college was I decided I wanted to make a canoe paddle. Um, but instead of doing what I would have done now, which is go to a lumber yard and find a really nice clear board, I, uh, I got the buildings and grounds crew to give me a cedar tree that they had gotten rid of, and I proceeded to saw and chisel this cedar tree down to a board shape on my dorm room floor and then used a hand plane uh, to plane it down. It was not a very good paddle. Um, and despite reading the book and imbibing a certain amount of knowledge from the book, I never actually put any of it into practice until much later. Um, and it brings up the point of this story, which is that there is such a huge gulf between understanding something from experience and from practice and understanding something uh, from reading. And for much of my young adult life, I knew many things that I wanted to do only from reading. Um, and there's actually an interesting split between the things that I knew from experience, trail work and sailing, from the things that I knew from reading, which was woodworking and farming. And I was drawn to woodworking and farming, but I'd never done any of it. And I didn't have the tools for it. And I felt like I knew and understood a lot. But looking back now, it's clear that I didn't know much. I'm going to pause now. There's a biker coming up. Stand by. Hey, dogs, come on. Let's go. Morning. And... You know, now I can read Drew's wonderful book and recognize within the scope of my own expertise times when he's saying something that's not quite accurate or times when he's saying something that is sort of basically accurate, but I have enough understanding of the nuance to appreciate that there's a whole five layers below what he's just said. And if I can do that with, you know, my one little area of expertise, imagine how that's true of, of everything in a book like that. That there are nuances that uh, support and negate absolutely every single point in a book like this. And my point is not to call him out by any means. My point is to simply say that that 
that if you are interested in woodworking or any topic, that reading will help you get some ideas, but it will, and it can inspire you, but it is not the same as real actual experience. And I think that we recognize this in many parts of our life, right? We recognize that someone who uh, has read a lot about sailing is not as, uh, is not the person you want in the boat when you're in a storm. You want somebody who's been in the boat in the storm many times before. But for some reason, I don't think experts in any area of woodworking have this confusion, but I think it is a common human confusion, and I know because I've been there, to absorb material that you read and then start to repeat it as though you have tested it yourself. And I now have enough experience to be able to say conclusively that there is very little information out there about spoon carving that I feel like um, is an accurate and full representation of the craft. I certainly couldn't write such a piece, and I don't expect other people could either. So, all of this is to say is that reading is great, being inspired by your reading is great, but any one particular piece of knowledge that you get from reading, synthesize it, add it to what you know, but don't lean on it. Don't recommend it to others. Don't think you know it until you've actually tasted it a bunch, tried it out, become... Uh, knowledgeable in the actual practice of that thing. And even then, and the irony is, even then, the more you practice, the more you recognize that you are not in a position to talk. Um, so, and, and therein lies the question of, well, then how do you ever teach somebody if you feel like you don't have uh, a platform on which to talk because you recognize so many nuances? Well, Part of what you're conveying to your students is are, are the nuances, and it's up to you to sort of figure out your own path forward in what you recommend. Wow, this podcast really went a bunch of different places I didn't expect, but that's how it often works with this podcast. I start with an idea, I start with something that I'm thinking about, and I end up someplace that hopefully I have not anticipated if I'm doing my job. If you like this kind of conversational podcast where I explore ideas, please recommend it to your friends. Um, I'm not yet big enough on Instagram to have a button on, on my profile at the top of my feed that links people directly to it, so I usually don't have a great way for people to link to it. You can link to it from my website, or you can just search for Emmett Audio anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, guys.